In today's episode of the show, we are joined by a model. Her name is Brianna Wilson, and she's an absolutely beautiful individual. She's such a big heart, and she's still... In the show, Brianna shares with us what... In the show, Brianna shares... In... Hello everyone, welcome back to the episode of the Creators Connect series. My name is Luca, but you can call me that camera guy. If you're a returning subscriber, thank you so much for your love and support. I truly appreciate it. And if you are new here, please do consider subscribing if you like this video. And today's episode of the show, we are joined by a model with the biggest heart ever. Her name is Brianna Wilson, and she's been modeling for 10 years. In the show, Brianna tells us what her favorite part of being in this creative space is, and she also tells us what her goals and plans are for the future of her creative journey. So just sit back, relax, let's connect with Brianna. Thank you so much, uh, Brianna, for being here. It definitely means a lot. I think I said it already um, that you've taken time out of your schedule to sit down and chat with me um, about your creativity and the creative journey that you've had so far. So it definitely means a lot for you, a lot to me for you being here. So thank you. I appreciate. It. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so my first question is going to be, who is Brianna Wilson? Uh, if people approach you and if you're starting a conversation and you're explaining what you do creatively or otherwise, how do you say that? Who is Brianna Wilson? Um, I guess in a lot of ways I would, because it's, it's a very complex question. Okay. Um, it's not really a short story, but I would love to have a very simple answer for people. Um, so when someone, because I have had that question before, um, when people have asked me, you know, who, you know, who you are as a person. Um, I think who who Brianna is is maybe someone who just wants to get the best out of life especially with my creative career um I think I'm I think the short answer is Brianna is a adventurous and um very complex um personality of things um but yeah I I think you know when I look back on her as a story of myself I see her as somebody who just loves opportunity who just who just loves to be able to maybe attempt things other people wouldn't attempt which is obviously what i do right now there's a lot of things i do people wouldn't do so <laughs> yeah and I, and I think it's always a difficult space to be in and trying to figure out who you are and trying to define it it's not always easy especially if you're a creative person um it's just like a vast and wide range of things that could describe you and you can't just say it in a simple sentence. So it makes sense uh, to hear you say what you're saying, um, but in that you're adventurous and there's a vast array of things that um, you're doing or would like to do, which is which is super cool. But my reaching out to you was because uh, of what I saw on Instagram, which is that you do a lot of modeling. Um, how long have you been doing that? Um, and tell us the story behind the creative journey in terms of modeling um so how i've been doing it for 10 years so i got i got started when i was 13 um 
And it, so to be honest, it really That's wasn't. That's a long time. A long, yeah, a long time. You think I'd be a professional at this by now? Um, <laughs> I, you think I'd be in front of Vogue at this point? You, you feel like I'd have some kind of make or break moment here. Um, so originally, the story kind of behind it was I was originally not actually planning on becoming a model at 13. I have a lot of family that's from the military and originally my goal was to join the Marines. That was, that was my goal. I had been talking, you know, to different people, soldiers. I I'd go to, you know, academies and talk to people about it. And so joining the Marines was, you know, one of my biggest goals. Um, but what ended up happening, um, in general, what that was, I mean, it was, it's just kind of funny how it was actually a Vogue model who saw me. And wow. she said, Oh my gosh, I love your look. You know, you're young, but you're, you know, I, you're so pretty. I love your look. Is there a way you, you would want to get into it? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. And so she was, you know, again, she's my model mama. That's why I call her, cause she trained me for so many years. And so I really, you know, look up to her and everything now. Um, but her name is, uh, Jana. Jana was really helpful to help me. And so she said, okay, listen, if you're not comfortable doing it, um, at least just come to this one photo shoot. I'll pay for everything. I'll do everything for you. Please just come, please just come. And so I said, fine. Okay. And so I came and, um, I can't particularly remember who came. I think it was my dad who came to the photo shoot just to be supportive, but he, he came and kind of sat back and watched the whole thing. And it was insane how those hairstylists, makeup artists, you know, designers, they were all there to really give me the experience all because this Vogue model really wanted me to do this. And I did it. And after I kind of left, I sat there and I kept thinking, you know, wow, I think this is something I could you know, really get into. I could really mm -hmm. get into this. And so originally I was going to be a military girl, but it, it took a whole different turn. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, that happens a lot in life. We grow up uh, with different ambitions, but uh, it, it just seems like God always has different plans for us that are just sort of set in stone. We don't see it coming sometimes. Sometimes we do see it coming, but it's sort of nice to hear how now we make plans and it's just like God's like, no, this is not what I want you to do. This is the path that I want you to take, which is pretty awesome. It's actually pretty cool. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned... Um, <laughs> that you're not a pro yet <laughs> but i was just, I, I was just looking at your instagram and you're creeping to like a hundred thousand followers on instagram so my question my question is <laughs> when does one become a pro like is not hundred thousand followers significant enough to attract the right kind of attention so i'll try and give a short answer because there, there are two different answers to that okay um so i've seen many girls you know, that are professional that say, oh, I'm a professional because I've done this or I've done that. And I've had that question before. I had one other, and, you know, thankfully because of fans who, you know, messaged me and things like that. One girl messaged me and she said, what makes you a professional compared to, you know, other girls and, you know, or whatever, or compare, or what's the difference between a professional model and Instagram? Do you know what I'm saying? And so she okay. was, she was very curious about it. And I said, you know, a professional someone gets either paid for a photo shoot or just being able to be provided with incredible opportunities, you know, runway, you know, being published in things. And so, um, there's, di there's different variables when it comes to being the term professional. Um, but also, um, cause you would think with a hundred thousand, like, yeah, you're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cause I saw, 
<laughs> I, I opened my phone like two days ago. I'm like, oh, dear hell, I hit it, didn't I? That's crazy. I it, it, it is. Do you know I counted? I tried to do an experiment the other day. I started, I hit a hundred thousand, you know, and so I started counting how many messages I was getting. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I should count how many messages I get. And I lost track. And I was like, oh my wow. gosh, this, this is how bad it is. It's when you lose track of how many people message you. I couldn't even keep how many. Anyway, mm. the point, the point of my answer is, um, it can be anywhere from being published, runway, things like that. But the other side to your hundred thousand, you know, question answer is I've, I've learned from, so do you, there's other models I've seen on here, like Sarah Underwood or Abigail Ratchford, you know, these girls that have been in maximum, you know, Vogue, things like that. And they're like 20 million, you know, like girls that Mm. really know what they're doing. And she did a video once where she said, you know, I don't, I don't have an agency, you know? And she, so she said, what, you know, but what makes me professional is, that I, I build, a, you know, I would start to build my following. Um, mm. and then she said, I would start making like, you know, like fan merch and people would buy it. So it provide my modeling income. And mm. so, and, and that's something I think I'm really, I'm really wanting to pursue only do, you know, not only do I have the experience, um, but I'm, you know, cause I'm short. That's the problem. The modeling industry, if you're uh. short, if you're short, you're screwed. That's the problem. And so there's, there's a, you know, like Sarah Underwood, um, she has again, you know, like 20 million, like she's, you know, these, these two top girls, I have, I have tried to follow through as the example of what I would be really interested in following or how their careers have started. And she's five, three, I'm five, four and a half, (laughs) but she's an international model, like literally. And same thing. She's like, you know, I, I don't have an agency. Um, but how I got started was, you know, I started reaching a certain following to where I knew people were dedicated to me and I mm. could become a full-time model off of selling fan merch or doing different things like that, that could provide me to be able to fund the photo shoots or fund different things. And I could travel and it really could, you know, I could do what I wanted in life. And so I feel like there's a two different perspectives. You know, there's a being a professional tall, you know, gazelle, like Taylor Swift, dear, dear gall. And, you know, have an agency and be in all these different things. And those girls in me, in my situation, you know, you have this big following and things like that. Um, but you almost have to find another scenario, how to make things work, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah, and I, I think that's... Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, you actually mentioned something very interesting uh, there. It's that you're short. And I mean, it, it, it just seems that um, there's a certain criteria that agencies and magazines and things like that are looking for in a model and it's unfortunate that being short just who you are puts you at a disadvantage but how are you able then to deal with that kind of you know pressure or navigate through situations where um, the market's not really suited for you but you're sort of determined to get what you want and reach the goal that you want to reach how do you work through that um i think so for me personally what i've had to do is i've had to sit down and discuss with myself what I've wanted in life. And I, I kept telling myself, oh my gosh, I want this so badly. Like I want this mm-hmm. so badly, but how, how would I make that work? And so one day I took a piece of paper down and I said, okay, for me to achieve these goals, I would need to do, you know, this, 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 and that. 
And a lot of those things are on the list was, you know, you got to build a following and, and how I kind of pursue myself is almost like, almost like a version of like a YouTuber almost. Um, cause a lot of mm. those people, you know, a lot of them are like vloggers, you know, they, they're short. Some of them don't have a particular, you know, criteria to who they are, but they build enough following to where they can make it as a full-time income and, and literally do what they want in life, no matter what kind of YouTuber you are. And so one day I kind of had to pursue myself as that a little bit. And okay. I said, you know, I'm, I'm sure I, it's, it's throwing me off as my criteria. Um, I'm not going to be able to do as many things as other people are going to do. And that's okay, but that makes me unique. And so I, I had to take my height to a whole new level where I said, you know, maybe being tall is a bad thing. And I know that sounds awful when I say that, cause you know, it's the agency thing. They look for girls that are tall and skinny and have this pretty look. Um, but for me, I said, you know, maybe that's what, what needs to happen is someone needs to pop the bubble. That's what needs to happen is you need to break the tradition. I love that. And I was actually going to mention that um, it's, it's, it's sort of to take things. And, and I think you mentioned it already. You said right in the beginning when I asked who's Brianna Wilson, you're like oh, someone who's willing to do things that haven't been done before, you know, um, and which, which is super cool. And it's, I can see that in, in, in what you're saying now is that you want to break the bubble. You want to break the ice. You want to change what's perceived as normal. Uh, short people can model too, you know what I'm saying? So I like that you have that attitude and um, I can only hope and pray that uh, uh, you are able to grow and continue to grow and pave the way for so many other, you know, uh, young girls who uh, quote unquote have that quote disadvantage of not being tall and flip it to be something that's actually a positive thing and a good thing. Uh, and it's a level playing field for sort of everyone, which is really nice. Um, but throughout your career, throughout your 10-year career, um, what has been uh, the one thing that you said you've experienced that changed you, uh, that changed your life, uh, maybe as an individual or as a creative? Uh, what is that one thing that you can point out and say, this entire journey, this entire experience, this is the one thing that really changed me? I think the one thing that really changed me was, um, so do you know how, you know, there's like um, New York Fashion Week, you know, it seems like each country has their own fashion week. You know, there's Milan, you know, Paris fashion week. Each country yeah. has, has their own little show, you know? Okay. And we have brought, um, our state finally made ours and it's called Utah, uh, Utah fashion week. Um, and all these girls were like six feet or taller. Like they were so, so like they were giants compared to me. <laughs> and I felt so, I felt, Oh my God, I felt like a little elf. Like it, I mm. felt so short. But what ended up happening was um, one of the girls, her name was Jamie and Jamie had gotten sick and she was six too, but she was a good friend of mine. And she, she personally, you know, she texted me and she's like, Hey, guess what? Um, I really can't do this show. Um, but I think, I think, you know, I know you're short, but just, you know, talk to this person, see if they'd be willing to accept you anyway, because I know you have experience. And wow. sadly, I do not remember the director's name. Um, but I messaged them and I said, Hey, my friend Jamie said she'd like me to take her place. And obviously, you know, like a casting and stuff, they went through my photos, things like that. And then they said, you know what, with heels, we could make this work. Um, and so in heels, I'm five, nine and a half. So I'm almost, you know, I'm almost five, 10. So I'm almost, I'm almost tall enough for it. Um, so they made it work. They, they, 
and they, you know, they approved me and they, they gave me everything I needed. And I went to training for a couple of weeks for the show and stuff. And it was insane. Like they were passing out, you know, the fashion week pamphlets with my name printed in it with all the other girls. I mean, it was, wow. ins- it was insane. So to be the shortest girl out of like 36 women and we were doing this entire runway with gowns and just, I mean, bridled. I mean, every, it was like literally, it literally felt like New York fashion week. And I was the shortest mm-hmm. girl. And it felt insane to think that all these girls were, you know, giants, like they were six feet taller than me. And I was the, you know, or what felt like the shortest girl in the room. And I was sitting there and thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm the shortest, you know, or what seemed like the shortest girl in the room. But, you know, they, they took me because I had a look, um, they didn't care about my height. And so yeah. that's what really hit me. That made me say, Oh my gosh, there's a, there's a way you can break the cycle. You know, you can, yes. you can do it. I mean, not very many people will do it, but you can make this, you can make this work. And ever since that experience, seeing my name printed, you know, in a pamphlet and just looking at my name and just going through the cameras, you know, and we had little cameras, you know, news channels. I mean, we had people there surrounding us. And I think, um, I, and I think the second experience I had, you know, these two experiences really changed me. And my second one was kind of the same thing. Some mm. girl, a designer had messaged me and she's like, Hey, I love your look. Would you love to be able to participate in the show? And I was like, yeah. And it was called, um, hairspiration, which is a big word. <laughs> um, but it was the same thing. We sold out. It was literally like an opera center. Like we sold out. Wow. It was, it was stories tall of just, you could see people for stories tall on stage. And it was, and they said it was something like 3000 people had showed up for this Whoa. show. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And, but I did the show and I went and we actually, I did not know at the time, no one really told me, but we were, I guess, kind of split up into like four different you know categories and my modeling team won. And, you know, wow. we won and we were on stage people, you know, there was like four different TV channels there. And I, I sat oh there. Oh my days. This was big. What? <laughs> I know it was big. What? I mean, I, and afterwards we had, we had a red carpet event and we were the girls and it was insane. They were like, you know, screaming our names. And it was like, it was insane. And I sat there thinking wow. from these two experiences, I thought, Oh my gosh, this is actually what success feels like. I mean, I know that's kind of a crazy thing to say, but for me who, you know, a girl who's short and who's tried so hard, you know, those two experiences to think, wow, I can actually, I can be featured in things. I can have people that really respect me and, you know, and if they don't, they, they look past my height, you know, they look, they look past all of the fact that I'm short. They look past all these different things and they, and they see a girl with a unique look or a girl that, might actually have something and those two experiences have just flamed my motivation <laughs> for like mm. for like 10 years um because i've sat there thinking oh my gosh if i can do it back then you know or in the last I couple can do of, it again now. yeah i can do it now and nobody nobody can stop me and so ever since then it's been a really big motivation for me to just pursue it yeah i i i can sounds like a David and Goliath story. <laughs> it's like these big people out here and you are slowly. And I mean, it's things that you're talking about now, wanting to do to break the ice, to pop the bubble. But it seems like it's kind of just written in your past already. It's uh, God sort of showing you that you've done it before. You can definitely do it again, which you said. So I think it's super cool. And I'm not surprised that 
those are the situations that uh, you know change your life, but also fuel you uh, to continue moving forward, which is super cool. Um, but I think you also talked a little bit about <laughs> getting a lot of messages and a ton of messages, and I can only imagine what it's like to have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. But I'm sure there's tons of girls and tons of people who ask you questions and want you to be their guide and be a mentor and things like that. How do you deal with that pressure? Um, and you know, the fear of probably not being able to respond to everyone when they need your help. Um, so that's another really funny question. Um, because you know, you there, I've been trying to break the ice, you know, a little bit because you know, Instagram presents this perfect lifestyle, you know, that your life has to be perfect. And so there was a recent post I made, um, where I talked a little bit about my personal life and I, and I even mentioned it. I was like, guys, I was like, you know, my life isn't I saw the post. I saw the post. Yeah. And I talked yeah. about a little bit about that. And I talked about, I was like, you know, my life isn't perfect. I, I do struggle. I have problems. And you guys think that I'm like this great person, but you know, I have issues. And so, um, I, I try and find time, you know, you feel a little bit of pressure, not all the time, but every once in a while, you know, you'll, you'll feel the pressure, you know, when you start, you know, finding out you're being featured in things and stuff. And so you're, you almost have to feel like you almost have to be held to the standard sometimes. And so it gets, and so I can really understand in a lot of ways. And it feels so weird if you don't mind me being honest. Um, it, it feels weird because you see, you know, Victoria's Secret or you see David Beckham or Beyonce. You see all these people with a really high following, which I can't imagine the pressure they get. Um, mm. And and I, in a, in a really strange way, I can almost relate. I I would sit there and look at the, you know, all these accounts and I, I reflect on it and I kind of think to myself, oh my gosh, like, like I almost know how they feel. Like I almost... And, and it's so weird because, you know, smaller accounts, you know, yeah, they can do all these cool things and stuff. But I started realizing the bigger, you know, with the accounts, the more pressure was adding on. And so in a lot of ways, I, on that kind of, you know, that kind of Instagram platform, I'm, I'm starting to relate to how others are starting to feel when you have to be that standard. So to break that ice, that's why I made the post that I did. Cause I was like, guys, listen, I have problems. I'm not perfect. Um, and so I wanted people to not almost see me as like this perfect person. And I think that's the problem is, um, with Hollywood and all these different, you know, acting celebrities and movies, you know, and all this big stuff, people start to foresee these people as perfect and that they can, they like cannot do any kind of wrong. And so when they make a mistake, people like basically crucify them <laughs> and for like the smallest mistakes that they make. And I, and just, you know, it goes back to that perfect lifestyle. And I, I feel it. Like I understand what they're going through and it feels weird. For me. So whenever I see a celebrity crying on TV saying, you know, I made a mistake and I'm like, yeah, you made a mistake. I, I like, yeah. I actually understand what you're going through. It's stupid. <laughs> like it's, it's absurd. And to answer your second question is every once in a while, I will find usually one day a week where I commit to two to three hours to answering every single message I get. Wow. And no, that's a lot. <laughs> it, that's yeah, a no, lot. it's a lot. But I, I, the only reason why I've tried to be better um, about really committing to my fans and trying to talk to them and answer questions. Cause you know, I get messages all the time. And what really hurt me was one time I got a message from, 
you know, like a 16 year old girl. And she said, I really want to model. I really want to, you know, you're my inspiration. I want to be like you when I grow up. And I was, I was hurt, but I was, I was loving at the same time. But she said, you know, and I replied back to her message, you know, and she, she said, she, you know, she messaged me back and she said, I want you to know that I have messaged so many celebrities, so many people I look up to, and they don't ever make time just to talk to me because they think they're better than the rest of us. So she said, the fact that you were willing just to give me one reply back, just to, even if it's a short, you know, short message really tells me that you really take the time to know me. And I, I almost wanted to cry because <laughs> oh, I was deep. like, I was like, Oh no, she, she thinks that I'm like this great person. I, I felt so bad. Cause I was like, Oh no. And so I, I almost, I almost felt like, you know, you, again, the celebrity thing, you get put, put on this pedestal and I don't think people, you know, celebrities ignore people or fans on purpose is that, you know, we get really busy. We're trying to, yeah. you know, and we're trying to work 12 hour shifts. And so we, we um, get so busy on set where we just don't, we don't have that time to say, keep answering 400, 600, 9,000 messages. We just don't, we don't find the time for it. Yeah. And so whenever we do have time, we want to relax. So it's really, it's really hard to like have a personal life and work at the same time sometimes, you know? Mm. And so I, after I got that message from that one girl, I, I pretty much vowed after that. I was like, you know, I, I got to do better. This is, this is ridiculous how people are feeling ignored, but then you expect them to buy tickets to come see you or do meet and greets. So yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I feel like I've taken on to a personal level where I said, you know, if they are committed to you, you need to be committed back. That's how this works. And so I, and that's how I, I really love a lot of my favorite YouTubers, you know, the shows they watch, you know, and a lot of these YouTubers I watch, there's only a handful that I'm subscribed to. And a lot of them have talked about the same thing. Um, they talked about, you know, how they have girls that would run up to them crying and tell them how much, you know, they love them. And, but you know, that they won't answer messages and they feel so horrendous because they're like, I, I haven't been making time for them, but yet we expect them to buy our fan merch, to come see us in person. And oh so it's almost goodness. like, it's almost like cheating the friendship of a fan and it's not right. And so oh. I, I've, so if you check on my Instagram, I have gone to every post I've made to, you know, to the best of my ability. And I have tried to reply to every single freaking comment. <laughs> And I try to answer every message. Like I, I get so booked with time and just trying to do everything. Um, but yeah, and it, it really is the same thing. And because of the reward of me answering back to fans, I get more of those messages. They're like, Oh my gosh, I actually can't believe you replied to me. <laughs> and so, and I, you get, you get this pressure. And I even had a couple of girls that would screenshot it and put it in their stories. They're like, Oh my gosh, she actually replied to me. Oh my gosh. And they start freaking out. And I'm like, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> I'm a human yourself. being. I'm a normal human being. <laughs> I know. And no, that's what I'm talking about. You start to feel that perfect pedestal. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I, I feel bad when I see these, you know, these girls like Beyonce or Rihanna and they have 60 million people. And I cannot only imagine the messages, but the pressure, the pressure is so high, you know? Mm. 
And anyway, I hope that answered your question. I know that was kind of a no, deep it, thought. It definitely <laughs> answers the question. And I, I love the realization uh, that you have. And I only hope that so many people could realize that. Uh, I think it's that concept, uh, use the word of cheating the friendship, you know, uh, expecting fans to invest into your content and spend money and time into your content, but you're not willing to do the same. It's kind of like a cheat. So I, I really love what you have going on. And I can only imagine, literally, I can only imagine how hard it is for you to make time. Um, but I, I definitely do appreciate your heart. And it's, I think it definitely says a lot about who Brianna Wilson is. Uh, as an individual the, and the kind of heart you have, which is super nice. And I can only pray and hope that you continue to be that way. And a lot of other people are inspired um, to be that way as well. It's, it's such a beautiful thing, honestly. Um, but um, it feels so short, but we're almost clocking our 30 minute mark. And I only have about one more question for you. Uh, yeah, I'm good, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to ask you. Uh, uh, what your favorite part of this entire thing is, this entire journey, the entire process uh, of being in a creative space and, and working? Like, what do you enjoy most about it? Um, believe it or not, it's probably the hard work. Um, you know. Wait, what? What? Um, the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And and that's the funny thing is, um, it's it's kind of a short but but weird answer. Um, you know, people. I've heard a lot of YouTubers or other models say, "Oh, I like, you know, I like getting the autographs. I like getting, you know, my name shouted out at me." And I'm just like, you know, you sound like a sociopath when you say that. <laughs> well, no, really, because that's how it, that's how it sounds. Because it sounds like they mm. they enjoy the ego, like they enjoy yeah. they enjoy having their name screamed at them. They they love it, and I'm just like, that's almost disgusting. Yeah. Like it's it sounds like. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's the cheating friendship because to me, it sounds like you're not thinking about the fans. You're not thinking about content. You're not thinking about future work, you know, the impact you can have on people. You're thinking about yourself. You're thinking about how it's going to make you feel. It's not mm -hmm. very, that's not cool. Um, so for me, the hard work I really enjoy is gaining the respect from the hard work because there's been so yeah. many times you know, from runway shows, I would be there from 5 a.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, I would work, you know, 16-hour shifts. Um, you know, but for most people, you know, they're like, oh, you know, come to the runway show from, you know, from like 6 o'clock to 7.30, you know, for so from customers or people who come to the shows, it's like a one-hour, you know, hour and yeah, a half. It's a one, yeah. yeah, but no <laughs> you one get really... You the behind-the-scenes. Yeah, yeah, but but for me, you know, I get up at 5 a.m. and I'm, I'm going to, you know, six hours of walking the runway and, you know, shoes that are four times smaller than my feet getting 12 blisters. Wow. And I'm I'm out here. I'm not really eating. I'm not really sleeping. And I'm, I'm working really hard. But at the end of the show, you can tell that people can come up to you and they can say, I, you know, I really love what you did. And, and that's what makes me happy is not the shouting of the name. It's not, you know, the fan, cause I have fan artwork. Um, Oh, but I know you can't see, but I want to show on camera because it's, it's going to come to what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Um, and most of it is I'm tagged in. So that's the fun part is on Instagram. I'm tagged in a lot of fan work, but I know you can't see it, but a young lady did this of me. Um, wow. And I feel bad that you can't really see it, but you'll see it in a minute though. 
Um, but she did this really cool, I mean, it looks like me, obviously, but she did this, you know, full body portrait of me. And, and she, I was, and that's the respect I love is, um, she, she messaged me and she's just like, you know, I just, I love what you do. You know, I, I love the hard work you put in. You don't, you don't turn into this, you know, ego, you don't turn into this diva. And, and I think the other part I really enjoyed about it is when I'm on set with photographers, I'm on set with, you know, all these different designers and stuff. That's the compliment I've always gotten is the number one comment I get all the time is they're like, you're so easy to work with. And I ask them all wow. the time. And I said, what makes you say that? And, you know, after 16 hours of working together, um, a lot of them will usually say, um, again, from photo shoots that, you know, a couple hours, you know, things like that. But all of them always say, they said, you know, cause we've had girls that just demand things. They demand mm. food. You know, it's like a celebrity, basically, you know, they deserve, you know, they, they want to be treated like a goddess and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people just trying to make this project work, we, yeah, you know, yeah, instead of putting, yeah. trying to, yeah. And so, um, that's what makes it easy for me is I enjoy the hard work because, you know, you get respect from designers, you get respect from photographers. And so when I gain the respect of them coming up to me and saying, you know, you have just been amazing to work with. And so when I earn that respect, I can say, okay, these kind of people will probably rehire me because I wasn't rude. I didn't have an ego on my shoulders. I was humble and mm. I took it upon myself to be not complain at all. I, I, I do my work. And so when I go home at night, I can feel good sleeping at night knowing I didn't disrespect anyone. I, I earned my credit um, to my name by being who I am and being so devoted to my work, but to fans as well. That is such a blissful thing. And it's, it's interesting because it's something that only you know and you can feel and, and you can see. It's not something that's tangible or something that people can see. And a lot of people, their favorite parts of what they do is something that's very physical, something that we can all see. But you knowing that you've earned the respect of people and just being alone at home and feeling that uh, sense of, I didn't respect anyone and I feel proud and happy about that. That's such a personal and intimate thing that only you get to experience, which is super cool. And I appreciate that you can share that with us. Um, but when you initially said hard work, I was like, what, how can that be your favorite part? <laughs> but it's all making sense now. And I get that. You know, it's such a really, uh, nice thing to, to live by and stand with. Uh, and that's super cool. I just don't know how many minutes we have left on, on, on the recording. Um, I can tell you, hold on. 10 more minutes. Awesome. That is super cool. You have good, you're so, good for about another two to three questions. <laughs> okay. Depending on how okay. much I want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, lovely. Um, my next question would be, what are your plans for the future? As a creative, as an individual, what dreams, what goals do you have? And so on and so forth. Oh, you should have not asked me that. That's a big question. <laughs> because... Here's the problem. Here's the problem with me is I like to make 10 year plans. So when some, okay. whenever somebody asks me that, they're like, Oh dear hell, I should have never asked you that. Um, you start going, yeah, bye, yeah, bye, yeah, bye, yeah. Yeah. Cause like I'll start talking and they're like, okay, actually, never mind. I just meant like the next like, two year plan. I, I didn't need you to talk that much. Just, I need you to that's shut up. Funny. That's what I needed to do. That's shut up. So <laughs> um, so 
I, I get nervous when people ask me that because I'm like, oh, they don't know what they've just opened. Um, nah, I, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm really um, so my, I feel like my, my goal for myself is, um, you know, creating fan merch and being able to like really be dedicated to my page. And I think that's a lot of people, things that, again, what I talked about that people don't do mm-hmm. is they cheat, they cheat the fan relationship and it's not, and it's not cool. Um, so for me, for my goals, I would love to be able to, um, just really grow my following. And then, um, from there, I, I have this this silly goal. I don't know if anyone would be down for it, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm just open-minded to ideas is I would love to be able to almost create my own, um, self like self TV show or YouTube show almost. And I've, I've tried to explain to some people what that would portray. That could be me, um, having a cameraman and they just following from my behind the scenes and we'll do, you know, you know, uh, Q and A's and, and the reason why I want to do certain shoots and stuff. And I, and I really liked the idea of, um, almost like a meet and greet for every other episode would be to invite a fan to do the mm. shoot with me. Wow. Um, yeah, just to like really, you know, to like, just really let them experience not only for it can go from like a really Instagram platform, but a really personal experience to have them on set with me. They could talk and, and hang out with me mm. and really see how I work and just see, you know, how I try to make it a very humbling process and to see that I, I guess maybe I don't, I don't have an ego on me, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that'd be fun. And I think if it ever got to a point, it'd be fun to be able to not only have fans, but um, again, that's a whole word. That's a whole production of things that that takes some time to work on but i think not to only have, have fans on there but to invite um have you ever seen the youtube show with kevin hart uh what the fit yes yes I'll oh my gosh that. i i idolize this show man like i i love it i i see like every episode it's so stupid how much <laughs> i love it because <laughs> kevin hart reminds me of me he just got this ghetto but happy but just like petite all energy yeah, going on. Yeah, he does. So, um, and what I like about him is what he he kind of goes after what I want. He invites different celebrities or different YouTubers, and and you know he has people with him to really make it a very fun personal experience. Yep. And I think that's something I would want to do um, with my show. Is again, I don't know what I'd have to do to make it happen, but it's hard work, you know, and progress. But that's okay. Um, I would want to you know invite fans every once in a while to just really. You know, just to really be in the experience with me, and and to come to shoots, or maybe start slowly inviting maybe other YouTubers or other people to, you know, to really do some really fun, crazy photo shoots. Like I know there's photo shoots underwater. You know, I mean, just yeah. just I there's even one. Um, it's in Africa, and they they rent out lions for you to come to the zoo and model with them and, and wow. stuff like that. Where I would I would be down to go work with these lions, and you know, and I know. Fans would probably be like, "Hell no!" <laughs> They're like, "No, you die alone." <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, no, I have. That's I think my yeah, my two goals would just be try really like to create this personal show, but but to also create fan merch and and to really be able to fund a way for myself to connect with fans and travel and be able to create the show. So if I could have a some way to you know have the fan merch and support myself like all these other girls do in a lot of different ways but to also use it to create this show and make it so personal to where fans can really get to know me and just 
I mean, I think that's just my goal. It's just, just two, those two goals, but it's a, it's a big, it's a big mouthful, but I can make it happen. <laughs> it's such a beautiful thing. I think, like I said, we're getting to know Brianna Wilson. I definitely think you've got a big heart uh, and you really have uh, a love and care for people. Uh, it's, I, I can only, I can't think of any kind of celebrity who's ever done anything like that, you know, to create a show in an environment where the fans really get into their business and they really get to know them. Different from a meet and greet, you know, spending an entire day with, or an entire afternoon with someone you look up to is different from, you know, meeting and greeting where there's a hundred other people. So I love that. And I, and I'm going to pray and hope that it comes to fruition, that you can get the resources and the team that you need to get behind it to, to see it come to light, which is super cool. Um, but I only have one more question left, uh, for you. Okay. Um, and that because you got about five minutes, so you're good. Oh, that's lovely. Okay, so I've got one more question, and that's, um, what do you wish you knew before you step into this journey? And I know we learn a lot of things out of experience, and that's just how it is. Some things we just have to go through them to learn them. But if you look back and you're like 13 year old you, 14, 15 year old you, if there was advice you could have been given at the time, it would have really been helpful to know it before you entered the journey. What would that advice be? Um, I think I would have liked to known about, and again, it's a big answer, but my, my short two answers would be, I wish I would have learned about the predators that were involved with it. There was, Mm. um, there were some girls that I had heard about with the agency I was with at the time that, you know, were sexually assaulted and they were 13 and 15 and, um, they didn't do a background check on this photographer. They didn't, they didn't do anything. They just hired him right off, which I felt was right off the street. Like, I feel like they didn't give these girls a fair chance. Um, there's been many times where I got really close to being sexually assaulted at photo shoots, you know, inappropriate sure. comments, you know, things like that. And I, I, when I look back on it, if I ever had a daughter or a friend come up to me and say, Hey, I want to be a part of it. I would say, um, just, just be cautious. There's, there's a lot of photographers that disguise themselves. They can have a great portfolio. They can have, you know, the world's most expensive camera, but when you start shooting with them and you're alone with them at a studio, um, that's when things can happen. And yeah. you just need to be very cautious about who you're with. And so I recommend to do a thorough background check on the photographer, ask for recommendations who've worked with them, um, or just bring a friend. I, I, I've almost had to learn that the hard way when I very first started. And it's not a very pleasant experience because that's something as you get older in the industry, you learn, you know, and you have to live with that. And it's, mm. you know, and it's not a very great feeling to live with, oh, you know, this could have happened to somebody else if I would have said something. Mm. And so it's not a great experience to live with. And I think my second thing is the disrespect. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, jealousy in it. There's a lot of girls. I can't tell you how many girls would just, you know, if you don't mind me saying, they talk shit about each other. Mm. Um, there's some, you know, they'd be, they would go to auditions or castings and then some girl would leave the room and every girl would be talking crap about her. And, wow. and I would sit there and think, oh my gosh, this is not how this is supposed to work. You talk mm. about, you know, how she looks skinny or you don't know if she has an eating disorder or, you know, things like that. And you guys make fun of her. Or some days, you know, they'd have a you know a plus size model and they'd make fun of how about her weight or things like that. And so I'm I'm learning that it's like high school. Um people will talk crap about you. Um and you just kind of need to be prepared to stay in your lane. Um that's what I've learned is 
Um, if you get involved with a fight, if you get involved with any kind of form of conflict verbally, emotionally, and you get caught in it, you're going to sink down with the rest of the boat. Yeah. Um, so usually what I do is I try to be uplifting. I try to motivate other girls. Um, I try to be respectful again when I'm on set. Um, I give compliments, things like that. And then I, I leave it at that. I don't try and get, I don't try and talk crap because I, again, it, it's literally like high school word will spread fast. If someone finds out you were talking crap, it's going to spread and you're going to get, you're going to get caught for it. So it's better just if you don't, this, it goes back to what mama used to say. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Don't say nothing. <laughs> it's like, don't say nothing. Just mm. shut up. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's big. Oh, it's, it's it's sad to to hear that uh, something that's supposed to be so beautiful uh, can can turn into something that can be so scary and so dangerous at the same time. Um, so yeah, like you said, just the advice is to be very careful <laughs> moving forward. To do thorough big background checks. Mm. To I think have a friend around. It's just makes me so sad and so angry to know that um, you know art forms and creative spaces uh, that are supposed to, you know, allow us to be free and, you know, express ourselves as much as we can, just make us feel a little bit insecure sometimes, a little bit unsafe, which shouldn't be the case. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thank you so much for uh, being here again and taking time out of your schedule and sitting down with me and hassling with the... <laughs> With the Zoom for like 50 minutes. I know. You're going to like 40 seconds, 40 seconds left. And I'm just like, oh, good. We finished it on time. Okay. Uh, you, you just thank you. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yay. And on my, on my camera, it says like 30 seconds left. Like you finished it. Good job. Just in time.